Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. Today, we continue our conversation with Dr. Thomas Constable. Dr. Constable is Senior Professor Emeritus of Biblical Exposition at Dallas Theological Seminary, where he retired back in 2011, and the author of the book, Talking to God, What the Bible Teaches About Prayer. We're continuing our exploration of prayer and developing the habit of prayer. And so today, in my conversation with Dr. Constable, we'll talk about a biblical theology of prayer, what biblical theology means and its use. We'll talk a little bit about what the Old Testament and New Testament says about prayer. And we'll conclude by talking a little bit about tools that we should have in our toolbox that we can use as it relates to prayer. Here's my conversation with Dr. Constable. In your book, you also discuss some theological and practical problems that we may face in prayer. Now, we can't run through all of these, and I'll just use this opportunity to uh, plug your book and encourage people to uh, pick up a copy of Talking to God, What the Bible Teaches About Prayer. But in your interactions with fellow believers, both when you're writing your dissertations, you're revising it for a book, and even up until now, are there particular problems that have shown up more frequently than others, things that we need to watch out for in our own prayer lives? Well, uh, in the area of a theological problem, I think uh, both in Scripture and in experience, probably the most significant problem that we have with prayer is that we either don't understand or don't really believe that God is sovereign. Uh, a lot of Christians say that they believe that God is sovereign, but they don't pray that way. And what I mean by that is that uh, since God is sovereign, he has the final word about everything. Uh, prayer is not a way that we can manipulate God, not a way that we can bring our will to pass when he doesn't want it to happen. Uh, we can't force his hand because he is king. Uh, I saw a bumper sticker the other day that I really liked. It said, uh, no matter who is president, Jesus is king. <laughs> and uh, that's very true, that uh, we live under the beneficent rule of one who is king of all, who has a final word about everything, and who loves us infinitely, and who has so much wisdom that he realizes that some of our requests are not best for us, and so he doesn't give them to us. Uh, some are uh, not uh, timed properly, that he's withholding an answer for a later time because he sees in his wisdom that it's not the right time for us to to get what we're asking, either for ourselves or for others. So I think um, in this connection, that promise that I referred to earlier in the Gospel of John, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, he will give us whatever we ask. That assumes previous teaching by Jesus and previous revelation by God that all things depend on the will of God. So we can't 
uh, just ask God for something and expect him to do it because we're asking a king who has ultimate control of everything to uh, bring his will to pass in the world. And if our requests are in line with that, he will do it. If they are not in line with that, he won't do it. So there's a condition involved in in that promise that is uh, made clear elsewhere in Scripture, specifically through the revelation concerning our relationship to a sovereign God that many people do not appreciate. And by appreciate, I mean they do not recognize it or uh, pray in the light of it. Uh, the practical, most practical problem, I think, is just uh, the problem that we all have with not praying enough. Uh, it, it is such a tremendous opportunity that God has given us to, to bend his ear, to listen to our requests, to allow us to participate with him in the working out of his will in the world. And most of us don't take advantage of that. And even while we're praying, we get tired, we quit too soon. Uh, sometimes we just don't even think to do it. And I'm speaking of myself as well as everybody else in this regard. This is one of our major practical problems, I think, with regard to prayer. Yeah, it reminds me of... Uh... Uh, the Martin Luther quote uh, that uh, he's uh, so busy that he doesn't have time not to pray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need to make that time. So uh, one more question for you, Dr. Constable, uh, having done uh, all of this study and work uh, to write your dissertation and then uh, the book as well, how did you find that change your, uh, your own prayer life? Did it affect it? Well, I think it has given me a much more realistic approach to God in prayer, uh, what I can expect from him, uh, what I what I can't expect from him. I think it's given me greater confidence in his great love for me that uh, he will not answer some of my stupid requests for myself. Because he loves me, and he knows what's best for me, but he will do unbelievable things in response to prayer, if it is his will. And uh, someone has said that prayer is not overcoming God's unwillingness, it is taking hold of, of his willingness. And uh, my approach to prayer has been that as a result of my study. Wow, that's a good word. And that's a good word to end on. I want to thank you, Dr. Constable, for taking time uh, to chat with me about this and to hear a little bit about uh, your work on prayer. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, Dan. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.